It's time for episode 193 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, June 14th, 2017. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where time is a flat squirkle. I am Micah Sargent, and I am, of course, joined by my wunderbar co-host, Dan Morin. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing very well, Micah. That was an excellent wunderbar. Thank you, thank you. Uh, accents are another thing that I sometimes provide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are, of course, joined by wonderful guests as well. Everybody's wonderful today. To my left is the co-boss in charge at Relay FM, Mr. Mike Hurley. How you doing, Mike? I'm very good. Thank you for inviting me to watch the clock. Yeah, yeah, you got to. You got to keep your eye on that thing. Uh, and to my left, another returning guest, freelance writer extraordinaire, Susie Oaks. Hi, Susie. Hey, Dan. What's up? Not much. How are you doing? I'm great. Did I give you, did I accord you a good title there? Do you have any, do you have any fun new titles? You can make up any title you want now, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm everything to everyone. <laughs> that <laughs> Whatever looks, you need. That looks I'll great on a you. business card. It does, yeah. <laughs> I get it done. I get it all done. <laughs> that that's incredible i uh i i, I love that i i wish that i had that title actually <laughs> you well, can yes, just make it up it's pretty I'm everything <laughs> to everyone well this show is everything to everyone and you all know how it works we've got four topics we don't take longer than 30 minutes at least after the show's been edited sometimes we take a little bit longer than that but uh it is time to get started and because i am leading the show today i get to be selfish and start with my topic don't you all love me uh, uh, so Apple announced that it was going to be coming out with a new peer-to-peer payment solution. So you can use Apple Pay to send uh, other people your money using iMessage app. And that's pretty neat. But there was also a recent announcement of this company whose name I'm still not sure how to pronounce, but we're going to go with Zelle. It could be Zelly. Uh, but apparently uh, it's it's getting some special or some special praise because of the fact that it works with so many different banks. A lot of banks have partnered up with it. And so their whole thing is that they're going to make transfers super, super quick. So you don't have to wait for six days for the money to finally arrive in your account. Um, you know, there's also Venmo, there's also Square, there's also PayPal. I'm just curious if you use a peer-to-peer payment solution, or if you just prefer to hand cash out to your friends whenever you split uh, drinks at the restaurant, or checks if you, oh my lord, write paper checks. Uh, let's hear from you, Mr. Mike. Did you say checks in my spelling or your spelling, Mike? I'm not sure. See, I actually included in the uh, show notes a special spelling with Q-U-E-S. I, 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 I always assumed that was pronounced Chequiz. <laughs> Chequiz. Chequiz. <laughs> French. Um, so this is one of those things every now and then when uh, we have something better in England than you do in America, I like to talk about it. And this is one of those things where bank transfers in this country are instant from bank to bank like they have been for a long time there is a special payments council that made this a thing and you can even send money to people if you just have their phone number it's it's quite awesome but for most of the transactions that i do with people outside of the uk uh, paypal is the thing that sits in between all of that 
And I do not like PayPal. I do not like seeing how much money PayPal takes away from me every time it does anything. I think if PayPal looks at my money for too long, it takes money from me. Um, so I'm excited for Apple Pay transfers, hoping that they could be used for business transactions as well as personal. And obviously, there's a lot of regulation and there'll be fees that we need to find out. But if I can break away from uh, PayPal, I'll be like breaking up in the champagne. Like if I can move away from them forever, I will be so happy. Because even some transactions that I just do with friends that are based in the US, I have to use PayPal because it's like the only way for me to get money from my bank to their bank in another country. So I'm hoping Apple Pay can get rid of that. But just from my general like money that I send to friends and family in this country, everybody just sends each other money to their bank account. It's really easy. I have always been perplexed why this isn't easier because of the idea that like you're you're essentially just you're moving bits around, guys. I mean, this shouldn't be that complicated. I know there's over overhead and all that stuff, but it seems like it should be easier to just bop someone some some virtual money there. Um, so I've used all of these to a certain extent: Square, PayPal, etc. Uh, Square has been, I think, my favorite so far because it has tried to make it super easy to do that, at least from person to person, um, and they've tried to make sort of the transfers quicker by linking to debit cards and stuff like that um but i'm really excited for apple because this the apple pay implementation will make it so much easier to transfer money at least anybody who's got an ios device uh if you're on android i guess you're out of luck so uh, i i think that it's a promising th- uh, promising development especially with the addition of that virtual like app what do they call it? apple pay cash virtual debit card thing that you can just like them walk into a store and, and buy stuff with which seems pretty convenient um, and if they can improve on that, I think that's that's great. I don't imagine there will be fees going person to person because I think Apple's going to make a ton of money just sitting on the interest from all that cash that passes through his hands. Um, but yeah, on, as Mike says, on the business side, there's probably going to be uh, some bigger questions to be answered there. But I'm I'm very excited on it. Susie, what do you think? Uh, I'm also going to use it when it comes out. I like the Apple Cash card. How you don't you would have to put it in your bank if you, if you don't want to. Like it's it's sort of available to you before it goes anywhere, which is different. I mean, like the other ones, Venmo and Square, PayPal, you can kind of hold a balance and then spend it. But I feel like the other two, if you have money in there, it's just kind of trapped and and you have to get it out. So then, yeah, that usually involves waiting. So I didn't really know about uh, Zelly or Zell or whatever it's called. Um, so I'll have to check that out but yeah i mean i'm using these all the time i hate using cash um because you know when you're out with friends and and you throw down your card and everyone gives you cash and like theoretically you should put that cash in your account and then send it to your card company because you had a bill coming right but i never do i just i gotta fritter it away and then the bill comes i'm like oh yeah so no just say no to cash um now that i've launched my new freelance career i'm i've been uh, talking to clients and, and some of them actually pay like companies pay freelancers over PayPal. So um, I've used PayPal a little, but never for anything like super serious. Um, sometimes I make uh, transactions that way. I think my Spotify is paid out of PayPal. But anyway, um, I, I'm going to be using PayPal a lot more. So I'm a little scared because everybody hates it. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see if it, it goes okay or not, because I got bills to pay. <laughs> right. Fingers crossed. Well, let it be known that I would gladly accept a very shouty parliament and being ruled by a queen if it meant that I could have a bank that instantly transferred to other banks. <laughs> yeah, that banks. sounds awesome. That is, uh, would fine. you like to exit from the union that you're <laughs> oh. part of? I don't know. Like, oh, dear. That's where things start to get a bit wonky. Uh, this, this show just got political. <laughs> Clockwise. <laughs> for political topics. No. Uh, I... I hate, 
hate cash. I hate cash. I hate coins. I hate all of it. I don't want to carry any of that anywhere with me. Um, I am currently a member of a bank called Simple, and so is my partner. And he and I are pretty much like the, he's the one who I exchange money with the most. And because we both bank with Simple, they do instant transfers between those bank accounts. Because yes, it is just moving bits back and forth, and there's nothing to get in the way of that. Um, I'm probably switching out of Simple, though, because of some other problems with that uh, banking system. And so I'm looking forward to this app. Apple Pay future because it means that I'll still get to do those instant transfers with my partner and with other folks. And one of the main things is like, I have had so much trouble getting anyone else to use any of these other payment solutions. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sister, I want to get, I want you to get mom a gift that's local. Can I send you money with Venmo? Uh, it's going to take six days for the, you know, the bank to accept Venmo because it's got to do this, that, and the other. It's terrible. And yeah, Square Cash is pretty cool, but um, because most of the people that I exchange money with use iPhones and iOS devices, this is going to be great. So looking forward to it. Thank you all for your answers. It's time for Mike's question. So uh, I just got back from WWDC in San Jose. I think everybody here except Micah, who you well missed, were in San Jose for WWDC. Uh, Most people that attended have been raving about the location as being a great new home for the conference. So I would like to know for all of you, what is your favorite conference city that you've been to? And what is a city you'd love to attend a conference in? You know, Mike, I've been turning this one over my head since I saw it in the sheet. Um, I think my favorite conference city is actually Seattle. Um, I've been going to Emerald City Comic Con there for the last two two years, and I've been to some other conferences there as well. And just downtown Seattle, I really enjoy it. It's a lovely city. They've got great food, which I think is a big part of it. Um, there's a ramen place not far from the conference center that is just I, I think about I dream about that ramen sometimes. Um, so I've really enjoyed visiting Seattle and going to conferences there, and basically spending some uh, time in the surrounding areas as well. As far as cities that I want to attend conferences, I mean I feel like that's there's a ton of them, um, but I think the one and I'll just I'll move down just down the coast there, and it's because I've never been to Portland, Oregon, and I would like to go there and a conference seems like a good opportunity to go there and i hear the food is also excellent there and really as we can tell for me this is all about great food (laughs) yeah food is important uh i'm going my my pick is also very food based uh the funnest conference city that i ever went to was barcelona Mm, mm. out in beautiful espana um catalonia region actually it was so great i went for uh, mwc uh several years ago and it was beautiful um it's just so gorgeous the weather is just like san francisco so that was nice and then um the food is, of course, ridiculously good. Um, the convention center there is both super, super large, but also very easy to get around. If, if any of you guys have been to like CES in Vegas, like half the time you're just trying to get from place to place because everything's so spread out. But this convention center is large and, and very compact. Um, and everyone was really nice. And then Barcelona as a city is kind of good for convention goers because it's no big deal to like eat dinner at 10 o'clock. Um, everything's open so, so, so late. Um, so you do all your work stuff all day and then you still kind of get another day. 
excuse me, you get another day um, after work is over to uh, and explore the city and, and eat all kinds of ridiculous food and tapas. So I would love to go back um, if anyone needs me to cover MWC. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so for, for another conference city I'd love to go to. I've never gone um, anywhere really like warm for a conference. So like Miami or Hawaii or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if they do a lot there. But um, yeah, I mean, covering Apple, we end up kind of sticking around here in the Bay Area most of the time, which is nice too. More conferences in Hawaii. That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> they should. Or like Tokyo. I've never been to, to Japan. Mm-hmm. So anywhere in Japan would be cool. Go cover some, some anime or some games or something. Uh, as for me, the my favorite conference city is hands down Fort Collins, Colorado. I just absolutely adore Colorado with all of my heart because I love being uh, outside hiking and the, the the air there is different. I have terrible allergies and anytime I've ever been to Colorado, it just a weight lifts off of my sinuses and my heart and soul. And so Colorado is like the, the most beautiful place for me. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would never choose Las Vegas, like CES in Las Vegas. No, no, that's <laughs> terrible. Um, but as far as a city that I'd love to attend a conference in, I would definitely have to say Seattle, because Seattle itself has what my ideal world is in terms of climate, where it's like always overcast and might rain, but it never quite does. That is literally my favorite uh, environment to be in. I think I might be a frog. So I would love to uh, definitely attend a conference there. I give a, a, a check for London in that column, Micah. Oh, yeah, it's, that would work too. <laughs> so overcast in the summer here, we, we just get a bit of sun that peeks through. Um, both of the, my places have been mentioned. So, Dan, I will tell you that my favorite conference city is Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to XOXO like three times, and I love Portland. Portland isn't like my favorite city in the U.S. or anything, but like just for attending a conference, yeah, it is. And it's one of my favorites for sure. Um, but it's got everything you everything you would want for a conference. Portland has, and it has it better than basically anywhere else, right? Like great places to eat, loads of great places to stay, really interesting locations, and, and good souvenir options and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, for my dream location, so Susie, you mentioned Tokyo. Um, I would love a reason to go to Tokyo for work. Mm. Like it would right? just be Wouldn't a that great be awesome? reason to go. Awesome. Yeah, everything's also, so expensive like, there. Like, <laughs> yep. And also, like, a, a, I would love to go to Tokyo with you know with someone who could show me around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like going to a conference, you would be there would be people that could do that, right? So I think that would be really great. Yeah, that's true. All right, awesome. Well, it is. I'm checking my watch here. Yes, watching the clock. Time for halftime. All good questions so far, especially that one from Micah. So let's take it to halftime and our friends at Linode, who this episode is brought to you by. Linode lets you get set up in seconds with their fast and powerful hosting. Their tools are easy to understand, and they let you choose your resources and Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need. And Linode plans start now at just five bucks a month, only five bucks for a Linux server with a gigabyte of RAM in the Linode cloud. 
So let's see, what in the world can you actually use Linode for? Well, whether you're just getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. They offer the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support behind it all, and it's never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. Linode guarantees 99.9% .9 uptime for server availability. That's pretty great. Once, you server up, once your server is up, they keep it that way. Now, Linode is great for tasks like hosting large databases, running a mail server or a private Git server, operating powerful applications, and a whole lot more. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. You can get a server with a gigabyte of RAM for just five bucks a month, and you can go all the way up to 16 gigabytes of RAM for just 60 bucks a month. Across the board, Linode are offering twice the amount of RAM you'll get elsewhere. Twice! As a listener of this very show, if you sign up at linode.com slash clockwise, you're not only going to be supporting us here, but you're also going to get $20 towards any Linode plan. And remember, plans just start at 5 bucks a month. With a 7-day money-back guarantee, there's honestly nothing to lose. So please do go to linode.com slash clockwise to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. You can also use the promo code clockwise2017 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting our show and our network, Relay FM. All right. Half time You're the is best over. in the biz, Mike. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, I, I think that means halftime is over, which means it's time for Dan to ask us his question. All right, guys. I bought a 10.5-inch iPad, and with it, I bought an Apple Pencil, which did not work with my old iPad, an Air 2, and I've been using it for the last day or so, and I'm really kind of digging it um I, I didn't think i would because i'm not really a person i'm not an artist i don't draw uh, my handwriting is terrible and yet i really enjoy it i'm wondering if you guys have tried it out and what your thoughts on it or styluses in general are Susie. Um, I do like the Apple Pencil. It's a really nice, um, it's, it's you know, the best feel, I feel like, for, for drawing. Um, for writing, you know, they all kind of work pretty well. I, I really like the tip, though. So, but I, I, don't, I don't use it all the time. My iPad doesn't support it either. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, pen input is pretty cool. It's, it's definitely a niche. Like, I'm glad that they don't, um, they don't include one every time. They didn't just, you know, make the iPad more expensive and, and put a pencil in with every one because not not everyone really needs it, um, but the iPad as a computing device is the most like, you know, a pad of paper or uh, a clipboard. So it makes sense to have that. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it on a phone. Um, like the Galaxy Note comes with the the pen, and everyone loves that pen. But I don't know. I wouldn't use it. I'd probably lose it. And then um, I wouldn't really bother with like a stylus on a on a trackpad on a computer or anything, but but the Apple Pencil and and the the really good pressure sensitive styluses for for iPad are are really cool for for um, you know some use cases. Um, I don't really draw either, but I love taking notes with with a pen and a paper. I still do that in meetings all the time. And then um, I, I ended up, you know, since I can't do it digitally, and there's there's tools that, you know, you can digitize writing on, on paper with, with smart pens or with special paper that you then photograph. I never really got into any of those because, like, just, just the act of writing it down on paper makes it more likely that I'm going to remember it. And then um, this is just something I started in college. I would take the written notes and kind of distill, like, sort of retype them and distill the most important parts um you know kind of edit them down and into into a 
uh, a more concise form as I retype them, which is is something I still do today. So I'm glad that the pen is there. It's a really it's a really great the Apple Pencil is really great, and everyone who has one loves it. But I'm glad that it's still kind of an optional thing. Yeah, I would be I would be sad if Apple made it something you know that was required to do any of the the really cool features that exist on on iPad or uh, iPhone now. I think that Apple Pencil is, or an Apple Pencil, is super, super cool. I have one myself, and I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible artist, but I I really do adore this device. Um, even just for, like, tapping and swiping around, which we know that uh, that whole navigation thing went away for a while, and uh, it was a very scary time because I wanted Apple Pencil back. Um, I think that the, the, sty- the pen input or the stylus input is interesting because it does does seem to be something that people say they want and kind of do want, but I'm wondering if it's eventually going to fade away as we move into the uh, post-millennial era and, and so on and so forth, because it's taking you know an old form of input and trying to paste it onto these, these new forms of input that we have. And as, uh, I don't know, like, my children and my children's children use their 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 fingers for doing input uh, and their eye swipes probably eventually, then I could see the, the stylus stuff going away. But for right now, I'm glad that people are uh, constantly experimenting with it and trying to make it better because I really do adore uh, pretending like I can draw and drawing in the notes app or taking notes and stuff like that. I I really like the phrasing of your question, Dan, because it's like, because <laughs> it's like it's it, there's no undercover success. Like people that like the Apple Pencil really like it already, and I like that now you've bought it. You're like, could it make a comeback? It's like now it's in, now it's in the world of Moran. Uh, I I generalize out from myself, Mike. Clearly, <laughs> uh, uh, I think that the Apple Pencil has been a real success with people that are using it, and for people that like me and like Micah, like like to use it for input it's been good for that but it is also great for artists um and there are some fantastic apps i i wanted to recommend a couple of apps to people um who are just getting into this maybe with their new ipads both notability and good notes they're just really good apps for note taking and for marking up pdfs and stuff like that which i love to do like if i have some copy or some writing that i need to mark up sometimes it is no better than just grabbing the pdf and writing on it before sending it back to someone like i find that to be a really great way to do that kind of thing so i think as well like uh you mike you were talking about like the idea of how people are going to move along in time like i think that handwriting will remain a thing that happens in schools for the foreseeable future even though we have computers now i mean you're talking to someone who's biased right as i wrote my notes <laughs> out on paper with a fountain pen today uh but i do think that that type of input's great for people and will continue um especially if, if you want to do art right like this is still the best way to do it for a lot of people to even if it's digital but to use a like a pencil or a pen analog onto paper or a tablet right i think it still works so yeah i know i'm a latecomer mike but i'm, I'm becoming mm-hmm. a i'm a i'm a johnny come lately convert um, I will say there are two things that I do want. One is it really drives me a little bit nuts that there isn't just a good place in the iPad to like 
magnet the pen to or something like mm-hmm. i why is that not a thing uh and then second of all i actually kind of want to see pencil support on the iphone because like holding up my my you know just my seven and uh like trying to like write on it like it feels like a reporter notebooks like size and i feel like that would be ah. really handy for like taking notes on um i don't know i think that would be cool i would like to see that happen in a future version of the iphone but thanks for your input on that and let's go to our last topic today from Susie. Okay, so Travis Kalanick uh, just announced that he's taking a leave of absence from Uber, and uh, we wish him well. If you could pick any tech figure to be Uber's CEO and fix its culture, which has been um, accused of being sexist and misogynist, um, who would you pick? <sighs> so I thought long and hard about this one, and um, and. I- I, I can't remember for sure, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure her name is pronounced Kara and not Kara, because I'm pretty sure I remember her making a joke about nice. it. But I, yes. Uh, so Kara Swisher, um, because I think that she would be an absolute, um, let's see, bad... Uh, I, I don't know how to say that without having to have it blurred out. So uh, I think she'd be really incredible. And I think that like the what Uber needs right now is someone who is just going to uh, come in there and start running things and be very blunt about what needs to get done. And also because uh, Swisher has been covering all of this stuff anyway, she knows all, all about it. And so I think that it would be really incredible to see her come in and take over the role. Uh, that'd be awesome. I have also really struggled on this. I don't think that I can pick someone, right? Like, I don't feel qualified, but I feel like maybe having a woman will help a lot with Uber, and Marissa Meyer, she's (laughs) on the market again, so could be a help. Uh, Mike stole my one of my answers, but the other one was that uh, <laughs> they just hired away from Apple, uh, Bozema St. John, as the new, pre- uh, like working in the PR apparatus. I, I don't know if she's ready to step up to a CEO role, but if she did, I feel like she would have a, a great um, you know, ability to influence the image of the company. So that that could be an interesting choice. Um, I love you all for picking women, and I was thinking along the same lines, and I thought maybe Ellen Powell, because uh, she knows sexism yeah. when she sees it, and I don't think she's afraid to call it out. So, awesome answers. You guys rock. Sweet. Oh, yeah. that's that's Now I kind of wish I chose yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kara's good. I was like, ooh, I didn't even think of Kara. She would kill it. She would right? kill it. Right? Yes. Uh, well... It is, I think we have just enough time for a quick bonus question. And our bonus question is sponsored by one of my favorite companies in the game, uh, our dear friends at Casper. Casper is a company that is focused on sleep. They make the perfect premium mattress and sell it online for a fraction of what it would cost in a store. Casper's award-winning mattress, by me and by other people who give awards, was developed in-house, has a sleek design, and is delivered in an impossibly small box. In addition to the mattress, Casper now also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. An in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper mattress. It is an obsessive engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. So it's no surprise they have an average of 4.8 stars across more than 30,000 online reviews. Their San Francisco research and development team have developed a proprietary foam that relieves pressure and increases airflow. They combine it with a springy comfort layer to contour to your body and keep you cool. And that means that Casper mattresses have just the right sink and just the right bounce. Casper makes quality mattresses at great prices and they're designed and developed 
developed in America. They've cut the hassle and the cost of dealing with showrooms and are passing those savings directly to the consumer. Now, I love my Casper mattress, my Casper pillows, my Casper sheets, my Casper foundation, and my Casper bed frame. And if I had more money to throw at Casper, I'd also have the Casper dog beds and the new Casper down comforter. I Wow, Casper is fantastic. I've legitimately never had better sleep in my life. I have Casper socks, for goodness sake. This company, seriously, I, I just adore them. And their customer support team is incredible. So, you can buy a Casper mattress easy and completely risk-free. Casper offers delivery and free returns to the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K. too, Mike. With Casper, you can actually get a sleep on their mattress before you make your decision, and you can try it out for 100 nights and decide if it's the mattress you want to spend a third of your life on. If you don't love it, you can get it sent back, and they will refund you all of your money. You can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash clockwise and using the code clockwise at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much to Casper for your support of our show. All right, really quickly... For the bonus question, what is your chosen method for caffeine intake? Do you choose tea, coffee, energy drinks, caffeine powder, just a straight IV drip of coffee to your system? Let me know, Mike. I am a coffee person. Um, I make my coffee every day with an AeroPress, and that is how I consume it. No more than two a day, but that's how I do it. I am a tea person, and I make my tea most days with my tea robot, and I drink more than two cups by a lot. (laughs) tea robot awesome uh diet coke all day long um and then also the starbucks skinny vanilla latte is is my jam and i can have one of those at like eight o'clock and still sleep fine i'm always tired so caffeine all day heck yeah i choose to have coffee most of the time either aeropress or with a uh, drip but sometimes we'll also have tea but never any energy drinks all right beautiful beautiful answers all the way around all that's left is for me to thank the guest here on my left, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure. And Susie, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, great to talk to you guys. And that's it, Micah. We put another show in the can. All right. <laughs> well, we'll be back next week. But until then, remember, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.